Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. GM Zingers, my name is Logan Ross, and I would like to welcome you to Flight 59 aboard the Moon or Bus rocket ship, your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. Let's get right in. Joining me today is number two Dex trader, Ryan McNamara. How are you number, doing? Number two. Number two. Number two, yeah, two Dex right. trader. You when did this happen? Downgraded. I am now the number one Dex trader. Well, I am officially pissed off. <laughs> All right. Well, we got a great show for you guys today. We're going to be taking a look at the crypto markets, giving an update on what's going on. We want you to drop your coins in the chat so we can take a look at those as well. And then we'll be breaking news on the Wu-Tang album sale. This is crazy. You do not want to miss it. So make sure you stick around. Interview is going live at 2 30. If you guys are new around here, we appreciate you tuning in to Benzinga and tuning in to Moon or Bust. We hope that you'll subscribe if you enjoy the content. If you are here for specifically crypto content, I would like to direct you to the Benzinga Crypto YouTube channel, top link in the description below. We're going to be starting some new crypto shows on there, hopefully next week. So make sure you check out the BZ Crypto channel, top link in the description. While you're down there, make sure to smash the like button, send it to an all-time high. Bitcoin's no longer at all-time highs, so I need I need the likes there. I need something, some sort of dopamine hit today. Uh, you know, Ryan, what, what are you thinking about the markets right now? You know, I'm still extremely bullish. You know, Bitcoin's still up above $60,000. And we just saw Bitcoin above $60,000 for the first time just a few days ago. And everybody was screaming for new all-time highs, which we saw, which made me personally a lot more bullish on the market seeing that new all-time high. Uh, but since then, we've dipped. So it'll be interesting to see where we're going from here. Do you want to pull up TradingView and CoinMarketCap? We can take a look at the markets. All right, boom. Here is the Bitcoin chart. These are the one-minute candles. Uh, we see this was the all-time high that we reached yesterday early morning around 66.6 thousand. Kind of sus, not going to lie. So you started leverage trading and now you're looking at one-minute candles instead of daily candles or what? <laughs> it's a slippery slope, man. It's, it's a very slippery slope. I'll put on the daily candles uh, so that we can take a look at those as well. What do you see here? I mean, like I said, Logan, I'm still extremely bullish. I think this is just a corrective dip. I mean, we've gone from $40,000 all the way to new all-time highs at, like you said, around $66,000, really without a significant dip. Maybe one you could consider a dip when we went up to like $55,000 and then back down to maybe like $53,000. But even that, that's like a 5% dip. So, I mean, I'm expecting a correction here. We already got it, quite frankly, down about 10% from the all-time highs. Do you think that this correction's over? Do you think that we'll be seeing new all-time highs again soon? Or do you think that this may take a little while before we see maybe a $70,000 Bitcoin? Okay, so that's a great question. I want to flip over to the hourly candles to, to try to maybe find an answer to it. Uh, so we see we have done kind of like a one, two, three down maybe. Uh, this could be the bottom here. But I also uh, would not be too surprised if it dropped down a little bit farther, maybe to the mid $50,000 range. Uh, but you know, the way that the market has been looking, the launch of these new Bitcoin ETFs, I also wouldn't be surprised uh, if it just keeps going back up. This is just a short correction. I remember early in the year, uh, every time I thought that it might go down, there was a chance it could go either way. It, it tended to go up. I mean, it was pretty, pretty bullish. Uh, so I want to know what you guys think out there in the chat. Uh, if this is your first time on Moon or Bust, this is the 
crypto show your home for all things uh, altcoins and DeFi. So let us know the, the cryptocurrencies, the NFT projects you guys are looking at, and we'll try to get uh, a look at them as well. If you guys are just tuning in, we have some awesome stuff going on for you today. We are going to be breaking news on the Wu-Tang album, Once Upon a Time in Shaolin. Uh, Muhammad in the chat, he says, uh, it's rumored to be the best Wu-Tang album by those who heard it, uh, but it has only been heard by a select handful of people. Uh, so we're going to be breaking some, some news on that at 2.30. Make sure you guys stay tuned. And while you're down there dropping the, the cryptos in the chat, make sure you smash the like button. It only takes a second. Uh, okay, so should we flip over to, to the ETH charts now? Yeah, let's take a look. All right. Here we have the ETH charts. I'm back on the one-minute candles. I'll zoom out to the to the hourlies. Uh, and here we have the past couple weeks. So we saw this, this building, this building, this building. We got a new all-time high on ETH yesterday, uh, followed by a, a quick rejection, sharp little correction. We were accumulating uh, in this level for a while. And then I saw we were going back up. I was like, oh, cool. The accumulation's over. We, we broke up. We're going to continue on. And then uh, I got inverse broad. And now we're down here back under 4K. Not too, too happy about that, especially because I'll be getting liquidated at 3650 uh, if it does drop down to there, which is certainly I think it's in the cards still at this point. But I'm not going to have paper hands. I think I'm going to hold my position uh, because if it doesn't, Get down here decides to keep going back up break some new all-time highs really goes into price discovery i don't think i'll ever get a chance to to get this liquidation price ever again so uh i'm going to be holding on to this let, let me know what you guys think about eth in the chat below are we headed up or down uh from here ryan you see oh, again was that yeah. was that really a, an all-time high i thought that ethereum actually surpassed 4400 dollars back in may Okay, so it probably depends on which exchange you ask, but I'll flip over to Coin Market Cap here. Uh, and if we ask them, they say that yesterday was indeed the all-time high. Uh, my computer's being slow. Okay, so we see all-time high right here was marked yesterday according to Coin Market Cap. So, uh, like I said, it probably depends on, on which exchange you use, um, but it is pretty bullish either way. What do you think about the double top argument? I I really disagree with it. I mean, we've never seen all-time highs where we just go back up to the all-time high for either Bitcoin or Ethereum, hit it, and then go back down. It's just never happened before. I mean, all these investments are, are very psychologically based. So I think that with new all-time highs comes a lot more bullish sentiment. And I think that we will see much, much higher prices than what we're at right now. Um, of course, there is a possibility there's a double top, but we really haven't seen it before. And I think it's incredibly unlikely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just I, I agree with you there. I, we've never seen uh, an all time high followed by a, a bear market in any of like uh, in any near term. You know, it's been, uh, you know, price discovery after all time highs, uh, historically speaking. Uh, so before we get into the chat, cryptos, we got Kindred looking for comp, Cryptomaniac, maybe these are some some price targets on BTC, uh, Cryptomaniac, I wonder, are you, are you thinking it's going to go to 48 first before we get back to 68? Uh, let me know in the chat, uh, but we have a very cool giveaway again for you guys today. So uh, let me pull up CoinGeckoCon. 
If you guys uh, are familiar with CoinGecko, I'm sure you are. They are doing an NFT convention. NFTs gone wild. Uh, Ryan and I will be speaking, uh, do, doing some panels there. Uh, so you guys don't want to miss this. It's going to be November 17th through 19th. Uh, and if you want free tickets, we are giving away five free tickets today. Uh, so all you have to do is follow Ryan and I both on Twitter, uh, and we will be giving the first five people to follow us both these tickets at the end of the show. So uh, to win the uh, uh, Coin Gecko Con, let's see, Gecko. I'm going to put it in the chat so you guys can see it. Uh, on Twitter, to win the Coin Gecko Con tickets, follow us both on Twitter. First five win. Boom. All right. So these tickets are worth like, like 50 bucks. Uh, and we will give you a, a discount code to get it for free. These general ones right here. So $50 value. Uh, the first five people to follow us both on Twitter, we will be announcing the winners at the end. All right. Kindred, uh, he says he's embarrassed to tell us the price. I'm wondering what exactly he, he's talking about. Um, but maybe we could take a look at comp. This is the one that, that he has suggested actually logan while we're on the topic of gecko con can we check out some of the speakers because they have a really cool lineup that i'm excited for actually the people we're interviewing today about the pleaser dow purchase pleaser dow is actually going to be at coin gecko con talking on a panel so that's going to be super interesting uh, one of the many DAOs that are going to be at this convention, as well as a lot of leaders in the NFT space. So here we see Async Heart CEO Conlin's going to be there. Star Atlas CEO Michael Wagner is going to be there. Tons of really cool people. You guys don't want to miss this event. Uh, and like we said, we'll be giving away five tickets to people who follow us both on Twitter and send us a DM. Uh, just say CoinGeckoCon, DM us, and you may be able to win a free $50 ticket to this convention coming up next month. Boom, boom, boom. Be quick. First five win. So get on that now. We will remind you guys in a couple minutes uh, once again. But okay, so let's pull up comp now. Let's take a look uh, at this token for our boy Kindred. Kindred, I see you out there all the time. What's up? Welcome back. Uh, so Compound. Compound is a lending protocol on Ethereum. Uh, Ryan, do you have any insights for us on this protocol? This is one of the players that came about during DeFi summer back in 2020, one of the first to really enter the industry. And they do have a lot of users. I'm not sure about how much total value locked that they have in their application, but I know it's over a billion dollars. It's quite a bit of money. Uh, what's the what's the token trading at right now? The token is currently trading at $316. There are $6 million in the current circulating supply. Uh, that's a total of 60%. So there's probably some more coming along the way, but there's $2 billion market cap. And according to DeFi Pulse, uh, Compound has $11 billion locked in the protocol. That is pretty, pretty nuts. Uh, ICBC uh, Aave is the only lending protocol that's ahead of it. I don't know why they're calling Maker a lending protocol. Maker is, is the product or the DAO that runs the DAI stablecoin. So uh, Kindred, you guys, you have any specific questions on comp? You want to know uh, where we think the price might be going short term? We could take a look at this technical uh, chart. So we see it hit the all-time high way earlier in, in May, uh, and it has been kind of in this accumulation phase for a while. So we haven't really seen uh, the the DeFi altcoins break out yet. Uh, it's been pretty tough as, as mostly an altcoin bag holder. Um, 
but I'm still very bullish. I'm still very hopeful. I think we're going to see some massive gains on these uh, in the coming months. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to tell. Like you said, we haven't seen these DeFi coins take off just yet, but I don't think it's expected for these altcoins to take off. Usually we see Bitcoin reach new all-time highs and the focus is there. And then we see Ethereum follow and some of the larger market cap coins follow. And then after that, we really see the mania go around with altcoins. So, I mean, I'd expect altcoins to do really well in the coming months, especially once Bitcoin slows down. I wouldn't consider Bitcoin to be slowing down just yet. I think we're just in a correction. And mm-hmm. hopefully we can go up into the seventy dollars to $80,000 range. And if we can get there and stabilize, I think that there will be an altcoin season, an altcoin mania. And I would not be surprised if a lot of these good projects like Compound reach new all-time highs. I mean, right now mm-hmm. we're right around $300 and the all-time high is 900 So that's a potential 3x if we can get back up to those all-time mm-hmm. highs. I know a lot of people do trade on the Bitcoin valuations and the Ethereum valuation. So compared to those two cryptocurrencies, Compound is looking pretty cheap right now. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm not. I won't be surprised if people start shifting into altcoins once these major cryptocurrencies start leveling off. Yeah, definitely. So I want to toss it back out to the chat. Let us know the altcoins you guys are picking up. We have a couple minutes to take a look at them before the exclusive interview on the broker the mysterious broker who made this wu-tang album sale happen they will be revealing themselves live on moon or bust today so get hype smash the like button william j wants to know about matic so let me pull it up uh matic is a side chain of ethereum ryan you want to take it away while i'm pulling up the chart yeah, so actually Logan and I just summoned our first DAO decentralized autonomous organization go, for Wolverine baby. blockchain here at the University of Michigan. From what I've seen, the very first student-led DAO, very exciting stuff. But we actually use Polygon for this because Polygon is so efficient with transaction fees and the transaction throughput. So, you know, transactions will go through in a matter of seconds for a penny or less, which is really mm-hmm. great. I mean, coins like these will really help Ethereum scale, especially in the long term. It'll be Mm -hmm. interesting to see what happens with these once Ethereum 2.0 comes out. You know, if Mm -hmm. Ethereum 2.0 comes out and transaction fees are a dollar or less on Ethereum, then is there really going to be a need for Polygon? I think the answer is yes over the long term when we we see programs that need, you know, thousands of transactions and still a dollar is too much to pay. Uh, But Mm -hmm. in the short term, without those programs, most people who are just using Ethereum's blockchain for trading or lending... Once Mm -hmm. Ethereum 2.0 comes out, if those transactions are cheap enough, I think that could potentially be bearish for Polygon and other sidechains and layer two solutions. Mm -hmm. Especially in the the near term after ETH2 launches. I mean, being on the mainnet kind of has this blue chip uh, elite status to it. That's why you see people taking these ETH NFTs so seriously and the highest value DeFi applications also exist on Ethereum because of its security and decentralization. So uh i think that eth scaling with the shard chains could definitely be bearish for polygon uh in in the short term but i think that long term like you said ryan there will be enough demand for blockchain uh in blockchain applications that the, the space in polygons blocks will also be able to be filled so right now we're looking at a buck 52 per matic token uh giving it a market cap of 10.2 billion dollars 70 percent of the supply just about is currently in circulation if you guys are not hip to matic yet you should definitely go check it out uh maybe try to bridge some assets over there and play with it yourself hands-on DeFi experience is definitely the best way uh to figure out if this is a product you want to be investing your money in 
good place to start with your DD. Uh, so Ryan, let's talk about WorldCoin real quick, uh, and then we will break this exclusive news. Sure thing. You know, I'll maybe pull up the one minute Bitcoin chart. You know, entertain the viewers with that in the background while we go over a little bit of this news. Uh, sure, we do, do have WorldCoin. Okay, let's do ETH since you are in that high leverage position on Ethereum right now. Uh, might as well do ETH. Stay up to date with that with your trade you're entered in. Uh, but we do have a couple things to go over as far as news goes. So first of all, WorldCoin. Second of all, we will get to Robinhood Crypto and their mm -hmm. cryptocurrency wallet waitlist. But WorldCoin, I mean, this looks interesting. It, it kind of seemed like a joke at first when I looked at it. So WorldCoin is using these iris scanners that scan your eyes to give people free cryptocurrency they think that this is the best way to verify and not cheat the system because they want to give everybody this cryptocurrency for free and they want to get to a billion users by 2023 now that's an incredibly ambitious goal there's not even a billion users in all of crypto at this point um, and they only have 100,000 users and they're only onboarding 700 a week. So, I mean, I'm not the best at math, but 700 people a week for the next two years, I don't think that's going to add up to a billion. But I mean, I think that they're expecting some exponential growth. Um, like I said, I, it kind of sounded like a joke at first. But when I looked into it, I mean, they have funding from A16Z and Dreesen Horowitz, one of the biggest VC firms in cryptocurrency, as well as Coinbase Ventures and billionaire LinkedIn co-founder Reid Hoffman. So they have some huge names supporting WorldCoin here. It's going to be interesting to see where it goes. One of the things that they want to do with this is build the infrastructure to be able to give out universal basic income. So if everybody's able mm -hmm. to hold this coin, they want to be able to do some universal basic income, give people free cryptocurrency, you know, supplement economies in that way. It's definitely mm -hmm. a, an extremely ambitious project. And I think that's why so many news companies are picking up on it right now. Uh, Logan, what do you think? Do you think this is something that could succeed or do you think it's more of just uh, too lofty of a goal? So they're giving out free money to people who are willing to scan their irises into the database. And this kind of reminds me of social media giants, how they provide the, this free product service. Uh, in this case, the, the product and service would be WorldCoin. Uh, they're giving it out for free, providing value to their users. Uh, but truly here, the users uh, are the product, okay? So the user's iris and information is the product here, just like users uh, of social media platforms are the product. The, the company, Facebook, Instagram, all that, all that, they're selling the customer's data. And so therefore they are the product. They wouldn't just provide this for free. And so I think that this WorldCoin project very, like very heavily reminds me of that. They're going to be giving out the, this free WorldCoin if you're willing to give them your biometric information. Kind of sus to me, kind of freaks me out. I don't know if I would do it. I don't really think WorldCoin is worth it at this point. I mean, but we do see Andreessen Horowitz, Coinbase, and Reid Hoffman coming in, giving this firm a billion-dollar valuation. Uh, so, you know, it may be somewhat inevitable if they get enough people. Uh, it could be kind of past the, this breaking point where there's no turning back. We also see Altman. Uh, Sam Altman, the founder of Y Combinator, one of the biggest venture capital funds, is behind this. So usually when you see these names on a list, the project is going to succeed, uh, you know, kind of despite the cost for the general public. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, Tiny Pie says this is retina harvesting. I, I really agree with that. Let, let us know if this is something you guys would do. Would you be willing to earn some world coin in exchange for your retina? <laughs> 
I mean, you bring uh, up a, a good point about privacy, Logan, but they do address privacy concerns. I think in that article, they say that they keep all of your biometric information safe. I think it's actually deleted once that they can verify that you're the person making the account so you don't cheat the system. Um, so I do think that they will be keeping your privacy safe, but I wonder if they will be possibly collecting other information on you with this once they have your identity. Uh, so it's definitely something mm -hmm. to look into. That's one of the first things I thought about when I saw this project is what about my privacy? Why are you scanning my eyeballs? Why can't I just, you know, do some KYC or something else mm -hmm. to verify my identity? Uh, maybe it's a publicity stunt. I don't know. It's definitely a unique way to go about it. They call it proof of person. Uh, kind of funny, <laughs> I guess, but uh, definitely interesting. And I, I guess we'll see where it goes. Who knows? Yeah, this kind of sounds like something that, that the Chinese government might do uh, or some sort of like dystopian futuristic government might be doing uh, to, you know, keep track of all of their citizens. I'm not so sure that they would really be willing to delete that retina information. That's probably extremely valuable to them. Otherwise, why would they even bother to be collecting it? Uh, sure, you want to prove who you are. Uh, but like, how would you reprove it in the future? You know, like you'd have to scan your retina and again, and they'd have to have that have something to compare it to. Uh, so maybe it's stored in a decentralized pro like who, who really knows it's kind of sus. Uh, but we'll definitely look into this more, especially because of the blue chip backing that it has. Uh, so Ryan, why don't you tell us about coin or not Coinbase, Robinhood crypto wallets. Yeah, so Robinhood recently announced that they will be supporting cryptocurrency wallets come uh, hopefully this year, maybe maybe in 2022, but it's coming up here soon. And they already have 1 million people on their waitlist. So I think this does have a lot of implications for the cryptocurrency markets in general. Um, first of all, do you think we could have a DeFi winter? You know, we had that DeFi summer. Can we have a DeFi winter, you know? With all these investors on Robinhood who don't have access to their cryptocurrency, they will suddenly be able to access their digital assets. Will they be putting it to work or will they simply still be holding on Robinhood? You know, I think this might be a way for cryptocurrency investors on Robinhood who may not like that their cryptocurrency is on Robinhood to be mm -hmm. able to transfer it to a different exchange. Because right now, in order to do that, they would have to sell their crypto, realize capital gains, and then transfer mm -hmm. USD to another exchange to do, to do so. Yeah, now I definitely see where you're coming from, but at the same point in time, the the tax crypto laws are are so uh, early at this point that a transfer out of your your Robinhood wallet to perhaps your Coinbase wallet or a DeFi protocol would be marked a, as a sell, and that would be a taxable event. So it, it's kind of a lose lose situation at this point, uh, just because of how early and, and you know kind of misunderstood the crypto market is. Uh, they're trying to have us pay uh, for unrealized gains. I'm not really a big fan of that. Uh, but this is what DeFi is all about. And, and hopefully we'll see Robinhood integrate some DeFi into their app. I think that would be awesome and, and insanely bullish for any of the products that do get added to the platform. And do you think this could also be bullish for NFTs? Because now all of this cryptocurrency on Robinhood can actually be used to purchase NFTs. Are the mm -hmm. investors on on Robinhood, rather, are those the investors that are looking into buying NFTs? I think yes. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. I mean, we see Doge is responsible for what, like 30% of Robinhood's revenue. Uh, and so the Robinhood investors, clearly, they love the memes. Okay, so... Uh, if they could get access to the unlimited meme market that is NFTs, 
uh, I think that it could be very, very bullish for NFTs, Ryan. I think you make a great point there. All right. I mean, we have some tokens in the chat. We still have five minutes before we're bringing on people to talk about uh, exclusive new information on Pleaser Dow and that purchase of the Wu-Tang album for $4 million. Definitely mm-hmm. stay tuned for that. We, like I said, we have some exclusive information coming up with some really cool people. Uh, so, Logan, what do you want to do? You want to go back to Coin Market Cap? Do you want to yeah, look so at maybe? Let, let's do a couple of things and maybe do a little bit of warm up for the interview. So, just want to drop another reminder uh, to anyone who is just tuning in. We're giving away five fifty dollar tickets to the NFTs Gone Wild convention put on by Coin Gecko. Uh, the first five people to follow us both on Twitter during today's show will be the winners. We will announce them at the end. Uh, and also make sure after you follow us both, send one of us a DM to let us know that you did it. Uh, so we have a place to send you that discount code back as well. Um, but let's do a little little teaser, little warm up for the exclusive news will be breaking today. So if you guys aren't familiar with the Pleaser DAO, uh, maybe Ryan, you could give us a little intro to it. Yeah, so the Pleaser DAO is a really popular decentralized autonomous organization that's built on Ethereum. So, you know, a DAO is almost like a mutual fund mixed with a group chat where you can invest money together with other investors, let more investors in with their money, and then you basically manage this pool of funds together, you know, whether it's to buy NFTs or cryptocurrencies or to do certain investment strategies. So Pleaser DAO is a really big DAO in this space. They bought the Doge meme uh, back, I think it was in April or May, for a ton of money. They collect really rare one-of-one NFTs, as well as do a lot of other things within the blockchain space. Uh, Logan, they actually have the members of the DAO on the website with some really big names. I think we should go over that. I mean, I was really impressed. I was looking at the members. I didn't know half of these people were actually in the DAO earlier today when I was looking at it. But here you can see... People from Dragonfly Capital, we have, uh, who else is on here? David Hoffman from Bankless. We got, Logan, are any of these names popping out to you? I know I saw uh, someone I know G from Money's on there. Yeah, uh, G Money, we had him on the show. Guy from Super- Nansen is on here. We got the guy from Cream. A little, uh, little side, uh, uh, what's it called? Inside reference to, to the Wu-Tang uh, song there. Uh, but instead, this DeFi protocol is crypto rules everything around me, not cash rules everything around me. Uh, more guys from Nansen, more guys from Cream. Uh, let's see, we got someone from A16Z in here. Uh, this is pretty crazy. If you guys don't know what DAOs are, by the way, it, it stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organization. And it's basically a group chat with a, a bank account or like a Venmo account attached to it. And, and this this group chat makes democratic votes on assets they want to purchase. Uh, so this one's focused on, focused on NFTs and purchasing art. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Ryan, why don't you tell us about their most recent purchase? I think we'll get into it with the interview, but they purchased the Wu-Tang album that has not been released. It's one of one locked up for 88 years before people can listen to it. Um, to my understanding, though, the owners can listen to it. So we will get into whether or not these Pleaser Dow members will have access to this Wu-Tang album, this unreleased Wu-Tang album that was sold as an NFT uh, Martin Shrikeli was the former CEO of Retrofin Inc. and Traverse Therapeutics. He went to jail. So, uh, yeah, he got in trouble. They took his NFT. So don't go to jail, guys. If you go to jail, the government will take away your NFTs. Apparently, <laughs> they know about it. Uh, so, yeah, don't don't break the law or else you might get your NFTs taken away. He paid $2 million for it. Uh, wow, back in 2015. So I think when he purchased it, actually, it wasn't an NFT. And then it was made into right. an NFT. Uh, which the government then sees he had some debts to pay off and they auctioned it off. So they had a broker broker this transaction who has remained anonymous and we will be bringing them on the show today to talk about how they brokered this transaction. Uh, very interesting stuff because the Dow couldn't actually go about purchasing with fiat currency from the government, right? Because this Dow all operates on Ethereum's blockchain. So they had mm -hmm. to get a broker. They had to get funds out of their DAO, give it to this broker. Uh, and the broker is the one who actually facilitated this transaction for the Wu-Tang album, which they paid $4 million for. So, I mean, this is very historical. So I'm not surprised that they paid so much money, especially when uh, Mark Shirkelly or Martin Shirkelly, rather, he paid $2 million for it back in 2015 when it wasn't even an NFT. So, I mean, just by making an NFT, uh, that should mm -hmm. give it a little bit of value right there. I mean... With the NFT okay, so markets as they are. Now that it's 2.30, uh, the, the news is public. The embargo has ended. I would like to welcome the co-founder and COO of Secure Digital Markets, Zachary Friedman to Mooner Bus. How are you doing today? Hey, guys. Very nice to be on. Hey, Logan. Hey, Ryan. Thanks for coming hey. on. Yeah, we My really pleasure. It. How's your day going? It's been doing good. well so far. Not a huge fan uh, of the markets this morning, but remaining bullish. Uh, so... Zachary, why don't you tell us about how this deal came about and how you were involved? Awesome. Yeah. So I think you guys and uh, what's been released to the press has kind of given, um, you know, a pretty good view of the overview of what happened here. And you guys just kind of went into the background uh, in a really great way about uh, the history of the Wu-Tang Clan album, which was, you know, the, uh, the single highest album sale of all time, one of the most notorious and historic album sales of all time. Um, really, when it was issued, you know, to me, I think this was a little bit of a prote protest against uh, music value being stripped out of the digital world, out into the digital mm -hmm. world. Um, and to me, despite, you know, the concept of NFT obviously coming more into the mainstream uh, through the digital representation, um, you know, this to me was kind of like the original NFT. This was a one of one album uh, with strict rules mm -hmm. upon its use and uh, really only to be listened to by the direct owner. Um, you know, when that was purchased by Martin Shkreli, that got a lot more notoriety uh, because of who he was, the pharma bad boy and 
um, you know, really had, uh, a, a, you know, a very notorious reputation globally. Um, and, you know, it was a shame that upon the seizure of his assets, uh, that this asset got brought back into the custody of the government. And, um, you know, I think only really added an edge to the story. Um, mm. So I think what's interesting here is what you were talking about and, and really what, uh, to give you guys a, a quick background on secure digital markets, we're um, a, a licensed and regulated digital asset brokerage based in Canada. Um, really my mission and vision and, and ethos and what I've been doing in the space for the last four years is really focused on bridging the gap between the traditional world, traditional capital markets and uh, the virtual asset, digital asset ecosystem. Um, you know, assisting the on and off ramps into the space, which was, you know, part and parcel to this transaction here. Um, the, you know, the government is, I, I wouldn't say lagging behind, but, you know, partial to the greater population here, the ability for them to consider accept cryptocurrency um, and begin to understand this and, you know, its support is, you know, far from coming to reality. Um, so I was very fortunate here. I was approached by, um, you know, a, a close friend at uh, Six Agency and Six Agency managed to um, get their hands involved in this deal and, and be able to bring this opportunity forward, uh, sourcing the, uh, the buyer, Jameis, uh, on behalf of PleaserDAO um, and being able to help with the conversion of the asset into an NFT and look to myself and my expertise, having been doing this for, for four years, we're, we're the largest digital asset brokerage in Canada, although we operate globally, mm -hmm. Um, to be able to serve as, you know, a crucial party here to be able to convert uh, the USDC um, and pay it in a lawful way to the DOJ, to the US government um, to be able to purchase this asset. So uh, that's really, um, you know, how we served here uh, with, with respect to the transaction. And as a lifelong fan of, of Wu-Tang Clan, I still, um, you know, still remember listening to Enter the Wu-Tang and having, you know, your, to your mention about uh, cashers, everything around me. Mm -hmm. I used to have a hat, a, a snapback when I was younger. Um, it was really amazing to be involved and, and happy to continue the, uh, you know, to build the story here um, of, of what is quite an amazing um, album and uh, an artistic uh, kind of story. Mm -hmm. So, Zachary, let me ask you, why did you choose to remain, you know, under the radar uh, you know, until this point as the broker? Um, so, so there was parties involved in this transaction that, that can't be disclosed. And I think that, um, you know, there was a lot of sensitivity with respect to the transaction, um, just in the nature of dealing with the respective counterparties, the privacy, and, uh, you know, there, there's various parties that have chosen to remain uh, obfuscated from the transaction. And, and it's mostly mm -hmm. just, uh, yeah, by, by choice and to do with the transaction. Okay, cool. So now, uh, with this album being the number one and number two most expensive album sales of all time and doubling in value as an NFT, what does this deal represent for the, the music industry at large, as well as the NFT space? Um, I think it's uh, a really strong representation of, of the value shift in, um, you know, creators that we're seeing across the industry right now. I think that... Um, you know, the shift into more of a, uh, a digital world and, and what that, that means with respect to NFTs and ownership and, you know, the symbolism associated with it, uh, we're really seeing it. And I think that it's, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's really exciting to be a part of.
Awesome. So were the were the terms of the sale the same? Will the album still be private for 88 years? And if so, uh, will the people in the DAO be able to listen to this album or will it only be one person? Um, so, you know, this this copy uh, that Jameis has, I think he's uh, with he still has to abide by the rules, uh, the contractual rules that are associated and attached to this album. Um, but he's going to try and take an approach uh, from what he's disclosed publicly to allow opportunities to listen to the music. Um, you know, there's been lots of speculation on features and who's been involved in this, uh, you know, what other artists have been featured on the album, etc. No one knows uh, if they did, they can't disclose it. But, um, you know, his goal is definitely to host events. I think that's the beauty of it, being able to have these private listening parties, knowing that, especially with uh, a world famous music group, um, that you are one of only a select few people in the world that have been able to hear this music is, is beautiful. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, there's so many nuances right now with DAOs. There's so many gray areas. So it'll be cool to see what they end up doing with the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a few, uh, I'm sure, a few cool ideas behind the scenes. Yeah, so how was the album protected before it was turned into an NFT? How, how was it like uh, organized to people who listen to it at the listening parties need to sign NDAs? Uh, now some of the stuff could be automated on chain, um, but I'm curious, how was it done before? Uh, I, I can't uh, particularly disclose too much information with respect to that. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you have oh, any can idea? I ask, uh, Logan, I have a quick question right now for, for Zachary, it. but can I ask who actually made this uh, album into an NFT? Was it six agency? Was it Pleaser Dow, or was it somebody else you can't disclose? Um, it, I, I can't disclose that as well, but, okay. um, you know, it's, it's a simple process. Uh, it was Absolutely. in collaboration and, and sourced through six agency, but, uh, the, the process is, is fairly simple for any dev to accomplish. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ben Jamin in the chat says that, uh, Rizzo was talking about it on Joe Rogan. Um, do you have any insights as to what the Wu-Tang clan thinks about this album sale? Are they happy about it? Are they disappointed? Are they worried it's going to get out? Um, I don't have any direct commentary. I think that, um, you know, we wouldn't have, um, and, and the parties to this transaction who uh, were involved wouldn't have completed the transaction if we were uh, we were worried about that occurring. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's aware of kind of the, uh, the legal requirements around this, um, you know, copy being held uh, in close kind of consideration. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful that, um, you know, they see it in a positive light. I, I really think it's uh, it's it's a great story that shows not only some amazing uses for NFTs, but you know also just brings um, a great story into the mainstream and further perpetuates the growth of the industry. Awesome. Yeah, that's very well said. Uh, I have a question regarding the future of DAOs. Do you think that DAOs will need brokers to facilitate transactions in the future uh, as regulations and technology develops? And do you think this is more of a regulation problem or a technology problem, being that DAOs can't directly purchase stuff uh, like this right now? Um, I, I think it's more of a compliance problem due to uh, like UBO designation, ultimate beneficiary and and KYC AML policy, you're not sure who the members are of a DAO. And, you know, there are um, rules and regulations by different financial uh, conduct authorities that kind of govern who can and can't purchase different items. Some might be considered, um, you know, various types, commodities, securities, etc. So, um, you know, it's, I, I don't think that there will be 
any regulation that clarifies that. There might be some cool technology enablements that allows anonymous, uh, you know, KYC to occur on chain that then gets verified that every member of the DAO, um, you know, might satisfy the requirements to the co- to a transaction. Um, mm. There's a lot of companies building cool applications like this in early middle stages. Um, but, you know, really, it, it's also more of a knowledge and an educational uh, gap that exists within the traditional market, especially in government bodies, um, but in traditional markets as well. And, you know, that's really why I think we've, we've positioned ourselves nicely in the market. And we continue to assist uh, various clients, not just DAOs. I mean, you know, we've helped uh, a few investors, um, institutions, hedge funds acquire their first crypto punks. We've been responsible for guiding them, helping them navigate even just the UI UX and the friction with navigating MetaMask. Um, even simpler than that, going from, you know, US dollars into Ethereum. Uh, it's still something that is difficult to grasp and, and a little bit foreign to some of these groups. And that handhold kind of white glove service to take them through the transaction, understand how to securely custody, store, uh, and access the digital asset ecosystem that goes from, um, you know, tokens like Bitcoin and, and Ethereum uh, to NFTs that are ERC-20 based uh, is, is a similar problem that's faced. And, um, you know, um, guys like yourself that are, you know, talking about this and, and getting the word out and, and helping to build education um, and myself from my angle are, are really what's going to help make all the difference. Totally. And that's a perfect segment into my next question. I was going to ask you about some of these sales of CryptoPunks that you've helped broker. Uh, So first of all, what type of buyers are you brokering these deals for? And also, have you sold any other types of NFTs other than CryptoPunks to these buyers? Yeah, yeah, I've done, um, you know, uh, Bathing Apes, I've done uh, Plasma Bears. There's been some, even just some mint collections that people were, were keen to get in on. Uh, there's there's really been a, a wide breath, some Damien Hurst. There's been some really awesome pieces. And I think that they're, they come from different sides, right? Like if, if you give the most, uh, the, the least obvious example, um, there's, you know, digital native musicians and artists who, um, you know, might be interested in acquiring this. This is something that their friends have. Uh, they understand the concept of NFTs, but their traditional, um, you know, financial position. These are, you know, like sophisticated, wealthy, accredited investors. They just don't know how to effectively navigate, um, you know, these NFT platforms in a fixed way, get their dollars into cryptocurrency. You can obviously, you know, like if, if you guys are trading crypto and, and obviously I know you are, um, you understand how to navigate an exchange, but if you, you know, are looking to acquire some, there's is still a learning curve. And I'm sure we've all been mm-hmm. through it. We've all uh, made our own trading mistakes, but, um, you know, so you have everyone from there all the way up to, uh, you know, institutions themselves who are looking to get this on their balance sheet. And do you think that institutions will still need brokers once Coinbase makes their NFT platform? Because I know Coinbase is still going to be very DeFi oriented. It's all going to be on chain. So it's going to be pretty similar to OpenSea. So do you see the need for brokers for NFTs once that platform's released? Um, I, I think there will be a continued need. Adoption never occurs as quickly as you'd like. Um, you know, we're also talking about, um, you know, a couple million users who are already crypto native and base. And Coinbase has a fantastic UI UX. They do make it very simple. Uh, but at the end of the day, that, that white glove support, the ability to pick up the phone, 
you know, we have account executives around the clock and, and dedicated agents who are here to support um, and walk people through these transactions. That's something that, um, you know, is still required and needed. And uh, yeah, I think there will be a, a really good use for us for, for years to come. Yeah, I'd agree with that, especially with things like CryptoPunk selling for $400,000 or even millions of dollars. You don't want to mess anything yeah. up there. For sure. Yeah, and listen, I think that it's that there's also the uh, extra touch, which is understanding the macro environment, understanding, um, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're trading in a different underlying asset. So understanding how Ethereum is with the broader scope of the you know cycles of the industry look like are also important when making this decision, because if it's speculative mm-hmm. and it's not just for novelty purposes, um, you know, that plays a major factor. You might go up 30% in ETH value, but decrease in dollar value. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly being early adopters of the technology, uh, we've learned plenty of expensive lessons. So for these uh, big players to be able to just pay someone directly to not have to learn the lesson for themselves, I think that definitely the market's going to continue to evolve there. And and I think, listen, it's, it's a step further than learning the lesson. Um, it's also, you know, when you start dealing with more complicated trust and beneficiary structures and family offices, uh, which really do hold, uh, you know, a large percentage of the wealth globally, um, there is difficulty in holding the underlying asset and, and doing it, mm-hmm. you know, with other centralized counterparties uh, without mm-hmm. having like the right assurances, uh, you know, we're, we're uh, a properly insured desk as well and, and very experienced. So that's... Uh, Zach, one last question for you. Uh, Where do you see the NFT space in the next five to 10 years? What aspect of it or specific niche within it uh, are you most excited about? Um, I would answer that pretty simply with, um, I I, I really think that NFTs will continue to um, penetrate, you know, beyond just music into real estate, into luxury goods, uh, into ownership, into, you know, DAO models. Um, there's, there's some really amazing applications just for the sake of timing. I don't, I don't want to touch on anyone individually. I'm personally extremely uh, bullish on, you know, metaverse as really being the next, um, mm-hmm. you know, trillion dollar industry, um, you know, starting with real estate, but expanding out further. We've, you know, seen a lot of major companies starting to uh, make some headway. And, uh, you know, even with Facebook's announcement that they're looking mm-hmm. to pivot into more of a metaverse company. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been optimistic on um, the metaverse, our, our company metaverse group, which is one of our subsidiaries owns one of the largest portfolios of um, metaverse assets between uh, Sandbox, Somnium and Decentraland um, mm-hmm. in the world. And uh, we recently actually had uh, half of that business acquired by a public company Um but yeah, I, I think that the uh, the kind of ability to um, interact in a more virtual environment, as you know, we go from a two D to a three D web environment, is is really exciting. Well, Zach, yeah, thank you-, you so much for your time today. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on Benzinga to break this news with us. Uh, Ryan, did you have a, one last question? No, I was just going to make the comment that, I mean, NFTs have so many applications and that is why I'm so excited about NFTs. I mean, we really, we can think, we can speculate what these applications will be. And I think there certainly will be a lot within real estate and the government and music and all these other things. But I think what's even more exciting is we really don't know like the future applications of NFTs. Like there's Mm -hmm. going to be so many, for example, like when Uniswap V3 came out and started giving 
NFTs as liquidity positions. I would have never thought of that as an application for an NFT until they did that. So exactly, it's, it's and incredibly exciting. There's some pretty amazing ones. I mean, I'm going to uh, to a party in New York where you're uh, you know attending a private kind of party community just through NFT ownership. There's mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there's there's small all the way up. So I'm I'm very excited and you know really uh, working on a few different applications under the umbrella of my my companies here to um, you know stay in the mix. Awesome, Zach. Before you head out, I just want to give you one last opportunity. Make any shout outs or tell the audience where they can connect with you. Yeah, um, my Twitter is ZCryptoKid. Uh, going to be starting to use it more and more. So I'd love for you guys to follow me. Um, you can check out our brokerage at securedigitalmarkets.com uh, and our parent company, uh, GDA Capital at GDA.capital. And uh, if anyone wants to reach out, feel free to message me on Twitter. Um, and yeah, I would love to chat and help you guys kind of navigate and, and learn more about the space in any way. All right. Thank great. you. Thank you for coming on today, Zach. I appreciate it, guys. Have a fantastic day. You too. You too. Um, wow, that was really cool. I, I loved it. It was really cool. Yeah. I mean, I love NFTs. And like we said, there's so many new applications coming out. And to see Zach so involved in all these different projects is really cool to see. So uh, Happy wants to know, can we give him the quick answer? Is it going to be released? Are they working on releasing it? Uh, so there are some very strict legal policies in place that Zach kind of hinted to. Uh, it seems that Pleaser Dow will be doing, uh, potentially doing some exclusive listening parties for its members. Uh, but as far as a general public release, that seems very unlikely at this point. Uh, okay, so let's get back to the Gecko Con uh, and we can pick our five winners for today's show. <coughs> okay, so. Earlier on today's episode, we announced, if you guys are just tuning in, you missed it, the CoinGeckoCon NFT conference going on next month uh, is going to have some crazy guests, including uh, me and Ryan, and tickets to it are $50, but we are giving away five of them today for free. So the first five people uh, who followed us during today's show will be the winners. So we got Justin M. Justin Minyard. Yep. You get you get a DM from him. I got a DM from him. I think he already might follow you, Logan. Uh, but it looks like he is one of our winners for this GeckoCon NFT conference. We'll be at very excited for. So congratulations, congratulations, Justin. I also see Kindred Duke. He's been in the chat and he sent me yep. a DM. I gave him one yesterday. Oh, okay. So he's just trying to snag another now. No, I no double dipping, Kindred. I see you. So I got followed by Sika. No and double Manny. spending on the Coin Gecko uh, Con transactions. <laughs> uh, I got followed by Sika and Manny during today's show. So those will be the two winners from my end, Ryan. Did they follow you as well? I don't know. We'll figure it out off stream. We'll send you a Twitter DM. Well, I guess you guys already DM'd us, but we will respond with a code to claim your free ticket if you have not already. Um, like we said, no double dipping. Uh, so, you know, maybe get somebody else in the chat, be fast with it, and you could get a second mm-hmm. ticket. Uh, but do do you want to play some Moon or Bust? We have 10 minutes left. I think that that could be fun. Let's freaking do it, man. Do we have the intro ready? Or no? Do we have to skip it? Oh, do, do, do.
You already know what time it is. Drop your cryptocurrencies or NFT projects in the chat below, and we will pull them up on CoinMarketCap, take a look, and give you our take. Uh, so let's see what we have here. Uh, we got a request from Shiba, but I think we had a couple uh, call-outs earlier. If you guys want us to look at your crypto, drop it in the chat right now. And while you're down there, make sure to smash the like button. If you like Wu-Tang, if you like cryptocurrencies, if you like NFTs, and if you like Moon or Bust, let us know. Send that like button to the freaking moon. My bad, Kindred. I think you did DM me that yesterday. Must have just uh, not gotten to it. So sorry about that. Uh, you said you did get him his ticket though, Logan. Uh, I believe that I did. I will double check and make sure after the show. Uh, awesome. But let's, let's do it, man. We got to take a look at SHIB. All right. Yeah, let's do it. And happy Muhammad. I do see your comment in the chat. Just send one of us a DM. We'll work something out. If you want to go to CoinGeckoCon, we have tickets of the kazoo to be giving away over the next few weeks. So yeah, send us a DM on Twitter. We'll get back with you. Looks like Kindred did get the code from me yesterday. Uh, so there are still a couple left to give out today. Follow us on Twitter if you want one of these $50 tickets to GeckoCon. Uh, so here we have Shiba Inu, the Dogecoin killer, woof, woof, uh, just below all-time highs, made another crazy price run uh, over the past month. And Ryan, where do you think that it's going from here? Well, I think it's going to probably follow Bitcoin and Ethereum. It looks like it's consolidating right now pretty bullishly up here around 28 millionths of a cent. I'm just going to call it millionths of a cent. I don't really know. There's a lot of zeros there. But I think that <laughs> if Bitcoin and Ethereum do go up and level off, we will see an altcoin mania. And I think that Shiba will be one of those coins leading that altcoin mania. So once those level off, I would not be surprised if we saw another huge leg up like we just saw a few weeks ago. Uh, but I, I will not be investing in Shiba, especially at these prices. I mean, we saw such a quick pump up. It's really likely you can have just as quick of a dump down. I mean, that happens so often. So it's definitely risky to get in at this point. But that, does, that doesn't mean that there isn't upside still to be had with this token. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. It presents a very, very high risk opportunity, even for the crypto space at this point, being the 20th biggest token on the market with nowhere near the the uses and tvl as some of these other decentralized exchange protocols uh but you well, know i did pick up a couple bucks just to be along for the ride while it was down here so you know i'll, I'll be holding it just following along uh, this market cap is interesting though logan because it says it's 11 billion dollars which ranks it as the 20th largest cryptocurrency but is it actually $11 billion, right? Because Vitalik, he burnt half of the supply. I think that's probably calculated into the market cap. But uh, I mean, there's not that liquidity there to actually take $11 billion out of this project if sellers were looking to liquidate their position. So, I mean, yes, it is the 20th largest cryptocurrency by the reported market cap, but I'm not sure if that's telling the whole story. Is it market cap or just straight cap? I don't know. All right. Next up, we got Amp. Who requested this one? Let's see. Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Adjum wants to know, will Amp ever move? Uh, let's take a little zoomed out look here. Uh, Ryan, what do you think? Will Amp ever move? No, probably not. <laughs> what do you think, Logan? No. I think it's probably going to stay exactly at this price forever. No one else will ever buy it or sell it in the history uh, or, or ever again in the future. So yes, it's stuck at this price permanently. 
amp. Logan, are you pulling the viewers' legs right now? Oh, that you caught like some me. market cap. <laughs> yeah, I, see, that was way better than the one that I could come up with. Uh, yes, I am being a little bit sarcastic here. Uh, I do think that the price of amp will move. It will follow the market. Uh, and like we talked about a little bit earlier, we have yet to see these DeFi altcoins really take off and get their time in the spotlight. But I suspect it will happen sometime in the next couple months. Uh, you know, I think it's, you know, maybe somewhat inevitable that it does happen. So I think AMP is a good token. It's traded on Coinbase, 65, uh, 65th biggest overall. And uh, I'm not too aware of how AMP works as far as the tokenomics go, but I know it's used for assurances and a few other things. Uh, so there might actually be some sort of stabilization factor in this crypto. Uh, like I said, I haven't mm-hmm. done too much research on AMP, so don't take my word for it. But that may be one of the reasons why it's not quite as volatile as some of these other altcoins. Yeah, I think there is some sort of stabilization. Uh, okay, so Tony in the chat wants to know about RSR. This is a coin uh, that one of our buddies at Umich told us about uh, a while back. Uh, and I was a big fan right off the rip. When he told me about it, it was probably the 2,000th biggest coin. It's now the 136th, so I really should have bought it. Oops. Uh, so Reserve Rights Token uh, is a dual stablecoin token platform that was launched in May 2019. Uh, it includes the stablecoin RSV, which is backed by uh, RSR, kind of similar to AMP, how we just talked about Uh but unlike RSV, the RSR token is volatile, and the main purpose is to automatically be bought and sold to maintain the stability of RSV. So, what do you think about these these this type of project, Ryan, uh, with these dual token setups? Uh, I mean, are you bullish on them in general? I wouldn't say I'm bullish or bearish on these types of tokens simply because I don't understand them good enough. I mean, I think that they're Mm -hmm. pretty complicated, the tokenomics that go behind these, and they're really dependent on these two tokens working together. And when you have these dependencies, I feel like there's more points of failure within the within the tokens ecosystem. Uh, so it's it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, again, I really haven't done my research on this coin too, too much. I did look into it back uh, when that guy from Wolverine Blockchain told us about it. Uh, but since then, I really haven't been following it. Um, it's definitely interesting, but I'm not sure if it's better than just having it be pegged to a currency through reserves. I think that's the most simple and most secure way to do it. Mm-hmm. I could Wait, be so wrong. It actually, it is, it is backed uh, by a basket of assets that are controlled by a smart contract, uh, but unlike DAI, it does involve this second token that is bought and sold to help balance it. So I don't know if this is better than DAI. Like you said, these are very complicated uh, tokenomics here. Maybe we could do uh, a little deeper dive into them in the future. Uh, but for now, Noah wants to know about FTM. This is the FTX. Uh, nope, just kidding. That was cap. This is the Phantom token, 32nd biggest overall with a 6.5 billion dollar market cap we will take a look at how it's been trading year to date ryan do you have oh no never mind we can't we can't find it oh they found it ryan what do you think about this technical setup 
I mean, we're looking extremely bullish. We're in price discovery mode, which we love to see. New all-time highs, which is really notable, especially for an altcoin right now. Usually, it's the major altcoins, you know, top five. Usually, Ethereum and Bitcoin lead the way. And these altcoins kind of stay flat for a while before they really pick up and gain volume. Um, but not FTM, which could say something about where this is going once altcoin mania really takes off, hopefully here in a few months. But right now we're in price discovery. It is a high entry point to get in at, but it does look incredibly bullish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to agree with you here. This might be a little bit of a blow off. We might see a better purchasing opportunity in the near future. Uh, but, you know, can always DCA if you're interested in getting in on this. So I want to flip back to ETH. Before we call it a day uh, and see what's doing, we're back up to 39.56, basically where we started the episode. Uh, so unfortunately, that is all we have time for today on Winter Bust, your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. If we did not uh, get to your token or if you were not a winner of one of the tickets today, come back on Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern time. You know the drill We will be doing it all over again. So we hope to see you there. Uh, But until then, hope you have a great weekend. Uh, Ryan, I'll see you later. Thanks for the great show today. Peace out. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.